What's going on, guys? I hope you're all doing well today. We're halfway through September, and it occurs to me that this show is very quickly approaching its two-year mark. The two years of doing this, that's awesome. That's so cool to think about. Um, thank you, just preemptively, for everybody who's still here. I have a lot of like loyal followers. That's awesome. I love you guys. I appreciate the support like I could never possibly express. And I hope that I continue to provide good information. I promise that I am doing my best to do so. I know that sometimes I'm a little bit inconsistent with posting content. The thing is that I'm actually working on a pretty big project and I'm it's it's very in depth. It's very much rooted in a lot of um, quantifiable science. It's and I, I think it's very important. I, I'm still in the beginning phases. I'm still trying to understand this topic myself. And so a lot of my time for the show gets taken up in that research because I'm basically having to educate myself about something that's pretty complicated, pretty in-depth. And so it's just, it's not ready to bring to the table just yet. So I keep putting out shows that are kind of like talking about things that I'm a little bit more or a little bit more accessible, a little bit more relevant and say daily life. And we're going to talk a little bit today about a couple of things. For one, we're going to address burnout. We're going to talk about um, stress, depression, anxiety. We're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different context than I have before. Usually when I talk about depression, I'm talking about the, the persistent feeling of hopelessness and like kind of how to break those, those cycles, those patterns, those habits, how to deal with the anxiety like as a disorder, as something that like you would feel an excessive amount of anxiety over things that you know intellectually should not cause that. It's, it's stressful. It really is. That's usually what I talk about. We're going to look at it in a little bit of a different context today. We're going to talk about a few things as well. Also, having looked over my stats, I did some math and I realized that I think 85% was the number I came up with. 85% of the world, 85% of the countries in the world have been a part of this show. I have had listeners all over the world. I didn't know that... I forget what the exact number of countries in the world is and how many I've had as followers. But to put that into perspective, that's a lot of people. That's a very diverse amount of people. That is a very wide array of opinions and backgrounds and personal struggles and viewpoints. And that's really special to me. That's really awesome. And it, it kind of takes me aback a little bit. It, it changes the context of how I speak to people because... People are listening now, and that, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on me. And so I've been grappling with that a lot the last few months, especially the last two or three months in particular, because I want to continue providing the same content, which is basically geared towards a deeper understanding of your own psychology in the interest of helping you improve your life. It's not here to just like, oh, yeah, this is what this therapist talks about. This is what, you know, this study is, whatever. It's like, no, how can you use this? How is this practical? That is the heart and soul of this show is understanding your brain so that you can avoid the blind spots, the biases, the handicaps that we all have so that you can mitigate those negative effects so that you can accentuate your strengths so that you can perform better in all areas of life 
because you understand the hardware that you are operating with. You understand why you do what you do, and you can learn ways to trick yourself and to be better at it. You can learn to leverage your natural strengths. That is the point of the show. Lately, it's been kind of delving into some other things, and I think that that's good. I think that is growth. I don't want to get too far away from the point of the show, obviously, because that's why you guys listen. That's why I do this. I love doing the research. I love pulling things together. I love analyzing my own life and other people's lives, finding um, consistencies, finding um, things that are repetitive, that, that continually, continually occur over and over again um, so that I can address those issues. Now, that being said, in the process of doing this, I have developed a deeper and deeper understanding not only of my brain and the human mind in general, but it's, it's become very painfully obvious to me just how much of our world is at the mercy of these psychological impulses, these things that they don't understand. They make decisions based off of things that they, they don't understand. And a lot of the world is in conflict with each other because we are biologically, psychologically programmed in a certain way. And we don't understand that typically. There's, the research is there. There's a lot of knowledge and information out there about this, but people don't think about it that way. They don't think, well, I behave this way because my brain is structured in a certain way, because of you know, certain biological mechanisms, because of certain faulty wiring, we'll say, because of certain issues that we have as human beings in terms of perception and understanding. And people, it started off as just like looking for self-improvement for myself and then wanting and like realizing, hey, this actually is very beneficial. Why is nobody else talking about some of this stuff? And so I wanted to help other people. I wanted to be the source of that information because it, there wasn't a show like this when I was starting. I, I started with people like Tony Robbins and Vishen Lakiani, you know, people that were like heavy in the self-help industry, but they're not focused specifically on like, explaining the psychological processes. And I think that there's a huge demand for people that want to understand psychology. They want to research this stuff. They want to learn because it's, it's freaking interesting. It is. The human brain is so fascinating. It really is. But there wasn't a show out there like this. And there's a lot of people that go into college or whatever, like, I want to learn psychology. And they get stuck looking at these theories that are clearly incomplete. And these academic people, these politicians, these researchers, these teachers, professors are saying, no, you have to understand this as fact. And it's like, well, it's not all scientifically proven. It's not all, it's, it's not all practical. It's not all useful. And there's lots of good and there's lots of bad. And so it's very difficult sometimes for people to sit through all the nonsense and to apply this to their life. That's why I do this. But it has turned into me understanding that, look, now that I have this information, it can't stay at a low level. It can't stay, well, I learned how to overcome my depression. I learned how to overcome anxiety. And yes, I still grapple with these things, but overall my life is very good. I'm very emotionally balanced. I still have issues, but my life is pretty, pretty good. But what is the extension of that? Once you understand that you can hack your brain, you start realizing, well, you can do that with a lot of things. You understand that there's certain systems in place whether intentional or not, that keep you confined to a certain way of living. So you stay in a low income because you have bad strategies. You have low income earning strategies 
before approaching the world. You stay stuck in toxic relationships and the vicious cycles of, you know, these, these abusive friends and these, these manipulative people and whatever, because you don't have a good strategy for finding people that are worth having in your life, for communicating in an effective way, for sorting out and, and, and discovering who is not deserving of your time and attention and, and figuring this stuff out. There's, you know, it applies to everything. And I heard somebody say, and I really like this. He said, basically, look, you can't consider yourself a smart person if you're broke. You can't consider yourself a smart person if all of your relationships with other people are garbage. You can't consider yourself a smart person if your life is in shambles. You're just not. You may be smart about one particular thing, but you're not an intelligent person because an intelligent person can take that reasoning, that understanding, that, that ability to think critically and apply it to anything and improve their situation. And it's become annoying to me to see some of the social issues that we have that are based off of things that are being directed by psychological impulses that we don't understand. And we look at it as it's a social issue. It's like, no, it's a psychology issue. It's a human behavior issue. And it's there for a reason. And I'm not going to get into all that today. It's part of what I'm working on right now. Um, and it's not a political agenda, I promise. But it is something that addresses a lot of the issues that we have as of right now. So I find myself in the position where I have to, I have a little bit more responsibility with what I say. I have to make sure that what I say is very um, truthful, very accurate, very useful, that it is applicable across the world. It can't be something like, oh, I found this kind of works. Don't get me wrong. I will give that advice if it seems relevant. But I have to understand that there's a lot of people listening. And part of that is saying things that sometimes are uncomfortable to say because they're controversial, because I'm worried about how people are going to respond, because I'm worried it's going to offend somebody. But the decision to make there is, do I want to avoid the things that are difficult to talk about? Do I want to avoid the things that we don't say because it's, it's going to offend somebody, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings? For example, if somebody is, I have a friend, um, we won't go into details, but this, in, <laughs> this individual, um, their life is kind of in shambles. And you look at this person and bad things happen to them. They did. There are things outside of their control. There are, there are disadvantages that this individual has, but by failing to take responsibility for the things that they do have control over, they stay stuck in the same cycles. And it's difficult to broach that subject. It's difficult to say that to people because you're going to upset them. You're going to offend them. And I say, that, I say stuff like this all the time, especially when I talk about discipline, for example. Like, look, at the end of the day, if you don't have the life you want, it's your fault. Everybody has certain issues and things that prevent us from getting there. Do you want to have that excuse or do you want to have the results? You can't have both. You can use that as excuse as a reason not to try, or you can understand that this is just how it is. It's, it's life. It's a harsh reality. It sucks. I hate it. It's not fair, but I'm still going to work. I'm still going to go for it. I'm still going to be successful. All right. Sometimes these things come up and it's, it's weird to talk about. But I find myself in the position that, look, I, I believe very deeply that I have to say what I believe to be true and right, and I have to do that unapologetically. If I don't say the things that are true that I believe to be right, then I'm being dishonest with myself. You guys might not know about it. I'll know about it. 
that's going to start to affect my behavior. Because once you do something once, it's easy for it to become a habit. It's, e it's that much easier to do it again. And it becomes infinitely more easy um, or infinitely easier to escalate that. It starts off as something small. And then the next time you're faced with this decision and it's a little bit worse, but you're like, well, I did it last time and this isn't much more. Well, you might as well do it. There's a concept in sales. Um, Zig Ziglar talks about this. He says, look, if you have a $10,000 sale and you get somebody to agree to that, but it's actually a $15,000 sale and they're comfortable spending 10,000, but the product is 15,000. You don't have to sell the $15,000 product. You have to sell the $5,000 difference because they're already okay with 10,000. You just have to make them feel comfortable with an extra five. That's what you're selling is an extra 5% because once you commit to the 10,000, an extra 5,000 is not that big of a deal. And it's easy to get tripped up and say, oh, well, 15,000, that's a lot. Well, not if you're already committed to 10. It's not that much of a difference. It's a $5,000 difference that you have to push through. It's the same thing with decisions. It's the same thing, well, okay, you know, I'm gonna go to the store and I say, oh, okay, there's this box of cookies. <laughs> if I do it once, well, then now it's that much easier the next time I'm in there and there's a, there's a cake. And I'm like, damn, the cake looks really good. And the cake's a little bit more uh, calories and junk food and whatever than, the, than the, the cookies were. But I'm not actually having to make a decision about that cake. I'm making the decision about the marginal difference between the, the, the quality of junk food in the cookies versus the cake. I've already decided to eat the cookies. Now I have established the fact that I am the person who eats junk food. I'm going to give into this to some extent. So the progression from that to the, the next step is not that big of a deal. Whereas if I never ate the cookies, then not eating the cake is, is a no brainer. It's like, why would I eat that if I won't even eat cookies? Well, it's the same thing with saying things that you don't want to say. So just putting that out there, um, I do my best to be respectful of, of everybody. I'm a very tolerant and accepting person. I'm a very kind person, very forgiving, but I'm also very realistic. And people sometimes forget that when they listen to the show because they see me as this intellectual person, which I am, but they forget that I started my career in the Marine Corps. They forget that I worked as a bouncer. They forget that I have done a lot of very difficult things that I've chosen to make my career in sales, which is extremely difficult um, to do well in, to survive in. It's a, it's a tough job. Like I'm a very like action oriented person and I'm very accepting of other people's decisions. I don't criticize people for, you know, settling for less or for doing whatever. However, I'm very straightforward in the fact that, you know, if you are not doing the work that it takes to be successful, you don't deserve the results. If there is something that needs to be addressed and you didn't, you don't want to talk about that thing because it's uncomfortable. Well, then you're kind of in a bad situation because if it's not okay to talk about this thing that is offensive because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings because they have to look at themselves in the mirror and realize, hey, I'm the problem. Well, then you can't help that person. If somebody comes to me and says, well, my life's in shambles because blah, 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 blah. Okay, those are factors, but you have to take responsibility for certain things. You are allowing this person to hurt you. You are treating your body this way. You are treating your mind this way. You are avoiding the work that needs to be done. I can't help you if I try to say, just be sympathetic and say, oh, well, 
uh, uh, maybe these things will change one day. People look at me and like, oh, well, when the, when the economy gets better, I'll have more money. No, you won't. I promise you, you won't. You'll have the same amount of money. You will have the same amount of money when it's good as when it's bad because you're making the same decisions and you're expecting other people to fix things for you. And nobody is coming to save you. Nobody is going to come into your life and fix your problems. That's a theme I see a lot in music. Um, people talking about like, I'm looking for somebody that can fix me. I'm looking for somebody that can take the pain away, make me better. Um, where is my answer? I'm searching for all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nobody's going to come fix you. You have to fix yourself. People will enhance your life. People will come in and help you. You have to do the work. Nobody's going to care about you as much as you care about yourself. People can love you and support you, but they're not going to show up at your doorstep, drag you to work, make you put in the time and effort, and give you the opportunities that you need. You have to go do those things yourself. So let's talk a little bit about some of this stuff. Let's talk about um, burnout. I said burnout, stress, anxiety, discomfort, depression. <clears throat> Here's the thing with these emotions. And I, I, I just went through this recently, like last month, last couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, last month, I was the top sales rep in our, in, in our office. We are the top um, provider in this industry for the state. So, I mean, that is a fairly significant accomplishment. And it's easy to get through that and to accomplish that. And people just look at you as, well, it was easy for you. You were lucky. You had something going for you. You're special somehow. Um, believe it or not, I thought this was hilarious. And I did nothing to discourage the rumor. But somebody started a rumor that I was so successful here. It's my first month. Nobody was, they, they, they said I was successful because I worshiped the devil. And I thought that was hysterical that that's the explanation, which is ridiculous if I worshiped the devil and that's how I got stuff. Why would I be working my ass off in sales when I could be living on a yacht somewhere as a music producer? Like that doesn't make any sense. But the point being, you have to be willing to be deeply uncomfortable. And that's where people get thrown off. And tr trust me, anybody that's listened to me for a while knows this. I'm very sensitive to the issues of um, you know, mental health disorders, depression, anxiety, the, the issues that come up with like mental instability. I'm very sensitive to this stuff. I'm very sympathetic about it. Well, maybe empathetic is a better word. But the point is that those things are there, but they're not an excuse to not do the work. I think I talked about this recently. I said, listen, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I have bipolar disorder. I have struggled very, very much with these things. They have almost been the end of me several times. However, I still went through military training. I still completed my enlistment. I still managed to get promoted ahead of my peers to be put in leadership positions. I got out of that. I still managed to make a decent career for myself as a DJ in the entertainment industry. That's not easy. It's really not. And, and then I took that and I went into sales. Again, a very difficult career to be in. It's like, I have these issues. I don't use them as an excuse. They are real. And I'm not mitigating that. I'm not taking away anybody's struggle. What is important to understand is that you cannot use these things as an excuse. And my issue with a lot of psychological literature out there and opinions is that people put a lot of focus on understanding the problem and being sympathetic towards it, but not on understanding that, yes, these things are real. However, you have to push yourself through them. And burnout's a great example of that. People, it kind of irritates me. 
David Goggins was on Joe Rogan's show a while ago, and he was talking about this. And he just kind of laughed and got mad and like cussed out a little bit, like, burnout's bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And he's not wrong. Look, burnout is an excellent opportunity for growth. People think that when they hit the wall, that when they become burned out, that when they're at that point, and again, it's a real thing. I'm not saying it isn't. Burnout sucks. I, I had it a couple weeks ago. I got burned out like two weeks straight because I was working so much. It's difficult. It sucks. It makes everything harder. You don't want to continue. That is the perfect opportunity to grow. You grow through adversity. You grow by overcoming challenge and struggle. You grow when you refuse to allow yourself any quarter. When you push yourself to do the things that you need to do no matter what. End of story. Burnout is an opportunity. And when you change your perspective, when you, when you look at it as this is something, oh, no, I hit a wall, I'm burned out again, I got to do something about this. When you go from that mindset and you switch over to thinking, okay, good, this is where the real growth begins. I am deeply uncomfortable. I am extremely tired. This is perfect. Uh, I believe it was Muhammad Ali. He talked about how he didn't start counting his sit-ups until they started to burn. He would just do them until they started to hurt. Then he started counting the reps. Because that's when you start to grow. That's, that's, what, that's where the growth is. If I do 10 push-ups, that doesn't do anything for me. If I do 20 push-ups, it still doesn't do anything for me. For me personally, at this particular time of my life, it starts to hurt around like 40 or 50. I'm not growing any muscle mass until I start to push through that. Until I, until I start to do more than that, okay? And the same thing applies with everything. And one thing that really hit me as like, it, this is important to understand. A mentor told me, listen, and like this isn't new information, but the way he said it just kind of changed my perspective a little bit. He said, listen, like you only grow when you're uncomfortable. So if you're comfortable with where you're at, you're screwed. You're not going anywhere. However, if you're in a position where you feel like you don't belong here, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're overwhelmed, you're, you're depressed because you're not doing well, that is where you are in a perfect opportunity to really achieve something extraordinary. And that hit me a lot switching um, over to this company because it's something new and it's something different. And I've realized, I remember I was sitting with myself, I was, I was thought about quitting. Honestly, I really did. I was like, dude, can I do this? <laughs> do I want to do this? Is this worth doing? Is this for me? And it kind of hit me. Yeah, this is, this is where I grow. This is discomfort because it didn't strike me as being uncomfortable. It struck me as I'm depressed. It struck me as I'm incredibly anxious. I don't want to do this. I'm shaking. I don't want to do this particular type of sales. I don't want to have these particular types of conversations. I don't want blah, 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 blah. And it felt like anxiety. It felt like depression. It felt like burnout after a while. But the reality is that I had that conversation with myself and I realized, hey, this is actually a chance to grow. And that changed everything. And it was through that that I was able to achieve what I have. And then I have been, and that's what I've been successful at with, with everything. I don't see myself as being a special person. I am just willing to be uncomfortable for longer than anybody else. Because the longer you allow yourself to be in that uncomfortable situation, you become more and more acclimated to it. It becomes less uncomfortable. You get better at it. You have to. Once you get better at it, then you start to feel a certain sense of pride and accomplishment. Now it's not uncomfortable anymore. It is a little bit because you don't want to do the work and it sucks. It is what it is. 
but stop using these things as, as excuses. And burnout's a fantastic example of that. It's real. It is. Don't get me wrong. It, you have to implement a certain strategy for rest. You have to. You have to rest. It's absolutely important. But it's not a balance of work and rest. And I posted something on social media semi-recently. I was talking about burnout. I said, look, this is the, the chance to, to push through and grow. This is the opportunity to really make yourself into something remarkable. This is where you, that, that's the, when you hit the wall, that's the barrier that you are up against. That's the barrier you have to break through. And you're not gonna break through it by saying, oh, I hit the wall, I gotta go chill, I gotta, I gotta get my rest in, it's important. No, you keep hitting the wall over and over again until it crumbles before your hands. And then you walk through it and you think, wow, I'm a fucking badass, that was awesome, I accomplished this. Now you feel good about yourself. And guess what? You're just as tired, nothing has changed, except now you are victorious and you feel good about yourself and you're suddenly not burned out anymore. Zig Ziglar says that happiness is not pleasure, it is victory. And I cannot agree with that more. You are happy when you are winning. You are happy when you are succeeding. Now, obviously some things are not really worth succeeding at and it, that's fine. It drives me crazy when people hate on it and say, well, money isn't everything. It's not. Success isn't everything. It's not. But you don't have a right to say that until you have been successful in that thing, until you have had that money, that position, that whatever. Once you get to that point, if you realize, hey, this isn't really resonating with me, then, then change. Do something else. But don't use that as an excuse to say, well, that success isn't everything. I'm going to get burned out. I'm going to fail. Because that is a fear mentality. You look at it and you say, well, I'm scared that I'm not going to accomplish this thing because you don't trust yourself, because you have a habit of not doing the difficult things. You have a habit of quitting when things get hard. You have a habit of taking it easy when you feel like you're getting overwhelmed and stressed. So what happens? Your unconscious mind looks at that and says, well, you're not going to push through something that's truly difficult, which means that there's no point in taking on a challenge that is extraordinarily difficult because I know I will not accomplish it. So you have to start with the little things. You have to start by being very hard on yourself, very, very realistic with yourself and saying, look, it's hard. It's challenging. I have certain disadvantages. I have certain issues to, to face, to overcome. Is that going to be an excuse or is that something that I'm going to push through? I'm tired. Okay, fine. We all get tired. It's okay to be tired. It's not okay to quit. And... I just I think that this is a very important topic to understand. It's like you can take extremely good care of your mental health and still be a powerhouse of just work and effort. Somebody on that, that video that I posted, the response was, the comment was, well, rest is important too. And I kind of came after him. And I don't know if it was a real person or a bot. I get a lot of those. But I, I, I came after him and I said, you're weak. You will never be successful until you change that mindset. And he comes back at me like, but it is important. I said, yes, it is important. But if your first response, if your gut instinct to you need to work hard is to say and insist that you need to rest also, that tells me right there, that's your response. That tells me right there that you look at the situation in a way that prevents you from taking responsibility for the things that you need to do. You are not pushing yourself. You are relying on the fact that, hey, 
we understand this cultural phenomenon. We understand that burnout's a, a dangerous thing. You need to protect against it. It is. But if you prioritize your rest over your results, you are not going to become successful. And I promise you that if, if that is your gut reaction to that statement, you rely on rest way too much. You rely on the fact that I need to pull back. I need to not push myself too much. Because somebody who works really, really, really hard is familiar with burnout. And they understand that it comes in waves. It comes in cycles. Just because you hit a wall does not mean you're done. It means that maybe you need to take a, a step back, take a breath, reevaluate your strategy, make sure you're moving in the right direction, and then kind of just you know buckle down, grit your teeth, and push through it. Maybe you need to adjust your course a little bit, but that wall is not a final thing. It's not a solid steel wall that is impenetrable. It is something that is difficult to push through, but it's not the end of the world. And once you push through it, it's a cycle. It comes in waves. Just like right now, before I got up to the, this recording, I was dead tired. I, I, I was sitting out on my balcony enjoying a cigar. It is my one day off, and that is my one vice that I allow myself at this point. And I had all this stuff on my mind that I wanted to talk about. You know what? I finished that cigar and I'm like, God, I want to lay down. And I procrastinated just a little bit, if I'm being honest. I sat down. And I was like, well, I'll still be productive, but I don't want to do anything. I'm going to go meditate. And I did that. And then I got done. The alarm went off. I'm like, all right, what if I just lay down for five minutes? <laughs> and I grappled with that for a second. And I told myself, no, no, that's like, if I lie to myself and say, well, I've worked really hard this week. I need this rest then I'm not going to get things done. I'm not going to get the show out there on the air. 85% of the world will be robbed of the brilliance of my mind. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. I have a responsibility to the people that look up to me. I have a responsibility to myself because I know that I have a tremendous amount of potential. And every single one of you does as well. We all have no idea what we are capable of. The only way that we can even get an idea, an inkling of an idea of what we are capable of is if we go for it a hundred percent and even then we're probably not going to live up to our true potential and capability and that's fine it's the process that matters it's the journey it's the fact that we are doing our best that's all we can expect is our best right and so i had that conversation with myself said no i have to do this it's not a question of do i want to do it it's this needs to get done if i don't put this out there i'm robbing myself of this opportunity because I'm probably not going to put the show out during the week. I missed last Sunday. And guess what? I was slammed busy all week. 14-hour days. Six days a week. It's ridiculous. I don't have time to put the show out during the week. I take Sunday off for a reason. And it's partially to do this show. And so when I'm thinking like, well, I'm tired. I need a break. I do need a break. Absolutely. But not until everything gets done. Not until I do everything I need to do. So I went and did a bunch of push-ups, got some blood moving, felt a little bit better, got some momentum going. It's very difficult to get, like, I was laying down, so it's very difficult to get, like, out of bed or to, to stand up, like, you're sitting down and not moving. You need to get momentum going. It's hard to get up and just immediately start going after it. But if you get up and you walk around, you stretch, you kind of take care of your body, you move a little bit, that's really important. Same thing with burnout. Don't lose your pace. Don't lose your momentum. Keep pushing through that obstacle. It's not bad for your mental health to be burned out. That is a misconception and it drives me absolutely insane. You do need to schedule rest, but it is not a balance of work and rest. It's just not. 
you can you can lift heavy weights every single day and take one day off every week and grow muscle now you look at these top athletes who do that kind of stuff like hollywood stars whatever it's like they have like the dream body whatever they 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 don't take three days off to balance out their three days of working out they don't have this perfect balance they work out a lot now in the process of doing this these top athletes um, you know, like sports, whoever, like, like anybody that you think of that is like a top athlete, they, they work really hard pretty much every day. They take time off, but it's not like half the week they work and then they balance it out. When they get burned out, it doesn't matter. They just push through it and that's why they're successful. But the thing is that once you push through it a little bit, it's just a dip. It's, it's not a final drop off. It's a, it's a valley that you go through. Burnout sucks. Don't get me wrong. It's a real struggle. And if you're going through that, be real with yourself. Be honest. Say, look, I'm struggling. I'm doing something that's hard. This is painful. This is difficult. And I should be appreciative of that fact. I should be proud of myself for doing it anyway. Take the time to understand that, hey, I don't suck. I'm not failing. This is difficult and I'm going after it. Even if I technically fail, if I don't quit, I don't fail. You keep pushing through, you get better. Guess what? You get a lot better once you push through that, that phase because the, the improvement is not incremental. The improvement comes in spurts. It comes in a huge step forward. And you will never learn that if you refuse to push through a burnout period because you're thinking, you're buying into this common narrative of, well, this is how you take care of your mental health is you take a lot of rest. No, rest is important. Yes, you do need to schedule your rest. Yes, you need to find ways to motivate yourself. But at the end of the day, it's about doing the things that you know you need to do. And that's it. And I talk a lot about like ways to kind of cope with this. And I'll kind of briefly mention them. I'm not going to go too much into them because I want to establish this fact that like, look, burnout is a real thing that you face, but it's not something that you that should stop you. It's, it's, a, it's a stepping stone. That's all it is. That is an opportunity for you to prove to yourself, for you to prove to the world that you deserve better opportunities. And a lot of times, the, the, the most growth, the best opportunities come right after you decide not to quit. It's like you make one more call, you knock on one more door, you talk to one more person, you pitch one more time, you, you, do, you, you decide, I'm gonna do one more exercise, I'm gonna do another set, I'm gonna do one more rep. That's where the growth happens. When you're burned out and you say, okay, cool, I'm struggling, I'm gonna do it anyway. That's when you really become something special. You do that consistently, you become an extraordinary human being. And like what your goals are in life, that, that's, that's personal to you. That's, that's, that's something that is gonna resonate with you. You may not have the same financial goals as me, and so you don't feel the same uh, impulse to work as hard at a job or at, at, on, a, on a business the way that I do. That's fine. You don't have to apply it to that, but there is something in your life that is giving you a lot of trouble and a lot of difficulty. And if you are not facing that challenge because you're tired, because you don't feel like doing it, you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to really explore your potential. And that's a tragic thing for anybody to experience. And it's something that a lot of people are struggling with and it's causing a lot of depression because people look at themselves and they understand that I could be doing more and I'm not. And that makes them feel bad about themselves. And then they say, well, I'm depressed, I need medication. 
No, you're depressed because you're not doing the things you need to do. Again, depression is a real thing. Don't conflate my, what I'm saying right now with, with like the belief that depression is not real. I would never say that. I've experienced it. There are other factors. There are other reasons. However, that, um, that feeling, that emotion of depression comes when you are not pushing yourself to the extent of your capabilities because you are designed to do stuff, to be successful because we are genetically programmed to win because anybody throughout the history of human civilization, of all of our lineage, whatever you happen to believe in, whether you believe that we evolved from other animals or if we were just kind of put here, whatever it is, what, or, or if you believe that aliens spliced their DNA with the, with the animals and created humans, I don't care what you believe. For generations, so many generations, the victors have passed their genes along to the next generation. So the genes that cause you to win are the only ones that get passed along because people that don't try hard, they die, they fail, they don't do what it takes to survive. And we have it very comfortable now and we kind of lose sight of this. But a lot of our psychology is based in our biology. A lot of the physical mechanisms in our brain are adaptive functions that are there that have been passed along generation to generation because they are the best suited for survival and they compel us to do certain things. They compel us to act in a certain way because historically that has been what has allowed us to survive. And so now we're in a, an environment that is very different than anything our biology has ever encountered before. We do not face the same struggles and the same adversity anymore. And so these parts of our brains that are saying, hey, we need to do things, we need to accomplish things, we need to survive, they're being ignored because they have their needs met so easily. And they, they unconsciously, our brain doesn't understand what's going on, okay? And there's, there's it's is a rabbit hole that I'm not gonna go into today. Um, it's, it's part of the project I'm working on. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, but just su suffice it to say, you are equipped with certain biological mechanisms that compel you to act in a certain way. When you make your life easy and comfortable, it screws with your head. It messes with you. When you make a habit of not pushing yourself, of not getting out there, it screws with you. It messes with you. And it's very important to understand this. A lot of problems can be mitigated with a good diet, good exercise, and a sense of accomplishment, a sense of connection with other people. A lot of mental health dis disorders, not all of them, I'm not suggesting that, but a, a lot of issues that people have can be fixed with lifestyle changes, with mindset changes. And one of these is burnout. This idea that you have to rest when you are tired is ridiculous. Do you need rest? Duh, obviously, you need to fucking rest. But that doesn't mean you need to rest every time you feel tired. And I promise you that if you push through that pain, that discomfort, you will feel much better at the end of that than if you had gone home and gone to bed. If you come home from the week, burn the hell out. Listen, that's the thing too. I was burned out throughout the week. Saturday night when I finished my, my six-day work week, I felt amazing. I would leave. I would be coming home. Like, I feel good. Like, I'm energized. I can't wait for next week. I don't even want to take tomorrow off because I look back and it's like, yes, I, I was miserable all week, but look at what I did. 
this is worth it. This feels good. And it doesn't have to be work. It can be anything. It could be like you're pursuing an artistic passion. Guess what? When you're struggling and, uh, to, to learn an instrument, to learn how to you know, create visual art, whatever it is, there's a lot of skill involved in that. And there's going to be extremely long stretches of time where you don't really like doing it because you have to do the tedious, monotonous stuff over and over and over again. You're not going to feel like it. You start to not enjoy it anymore. It's not passionate for you anymore. Okay, well, do things that you're passionate about. That way you won't work it ever again. That's nonsense. Anything that you work at, if you want to be really good at it, you can't just do the things that you like doing. You won't get better. You have to do the things that are uncomfortable. And this applies to everything in life. And look, in the process of doing this, you develop a certain toughness, a certain mental resilience that insulates you from a lot of these more minor issues. So for example, like if you are struggling with depression, for example, and you decide, well, okay, I'm in this position. There's certain things I can't control. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe there's a tangible reason I feel this way, whatever it is. I'm going to take responsibility for what I can though. And I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'll spend 20 minutes in there. It doesn't have to be crazy. I don't even have to work that hard, but I'm going to do something five days a week. I promise you will feel better. It may not cure your depression, but you will feel better. And if you do that and you realize, hey, I've made some improvement. I don't feel as depressed. Maybe I'm still deeply struggling with this stuff. However, however, I have proven to myself that now I have power over my mind. I can make myself do things regardless of how I feel. And a lot of people that struggle with real mental health issues are seriously strong people. Understand that as well. I talk about this all the time. If you genuinely have a mental disorder, mental health disorder, excuse me, um, you are going through the daily act of life with a huge handicap. You ha it's like running a race and nobody has on, everybody has on like running shoes and, you know, like sweats and whatever. And you have like a, a weighted vest on. It's harder for you. If you're depressed and you're getting up and going to work, it's harder for you. If you're super anxious and you work around people, it's harder for you. And you may not realize it, but you are a very tough person for putting yourself in that situation over and over again. And so you have to look at yourself realistically and say, hey, I can do things that are difficult. And if I can do these things that are a little bit difficult, and I can also figure out that, hey, I can go to the gym and make things less difficult for me, well, I still have that same level of mental toughness, but now things are easier for me. You can really take off very quickly. You can build a lot of momentum very fast. You can completely turn your life around faster than you could possibly believe because now you realize okay well working out didn't cure my depression however what else can i take control of i'm a little bit stronger now i feel a little bit better i have a little bit more energy i'm a little bit less depressed so i have more time to actually be productive well, what am i going to do with that well maybe i'm going to start reading every day maybe i'm going to i'm going to pick up a passion project i'm going to i'm going to start working on you know some kind of art i'm going to start working on writing a book i'm going to do something maybe i'm going to get better at my job i'm going to find a new job I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do something, right? And then you go through that and you realize, hey, this sucks. This is hard. I'm not doing too well. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's difficult. But then you accomplish that thing. Now you feel even better. And what happens is you start to gain a lot of momentum. And that's really the name of the game. It's hard to start off making $20,000 a year and imagine yourself making, you know, six figures a year quickly. But if you work your ass off and you, you elevate yourself to 40000 a year, by the next year, 
then you're like, hey, actually, I have potential to grow. When I do things, I get things back. When I do something, there's a consequence to it. And the consequence for me not working is I say stuck. But the consequence for me pushing through this is that I get the things I want. Interesting. It triggers a certain psychological state where you start to feel infinitely better about yourself. You do this persistently. You do this over and over again. You stay consistent with it. And what happens is you start to become a very different person. You start to grow quickly. And the fastest way to grow in any sense of the word is through adversity, through struggle. Um, I got in trouble for saying this the other day for some reason. Uh, I think people are a little silly for it. But I use the term baptism by fire a lot. And what I mean by that, I learned this very early on when I was 17, when I first got to the military. And I was thrown into these positions where I was not ready for it. I was completely overwhelmed. It's like you get through boot camp and infantry school and you think, oh, I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you, you've proven that you're tough enough to, to, to be around the people that are actually doing things. But you're at the bottom of the barrel still. You have not achieved anything. And it's, like, it's, it's a really frustrating thing to realize. But... What happens is you get thrown into the thick of it. You're, you're hit with everything all at once. And you're put in stressful situations that you are not prepared for. And what that does, it is the fastest way to learn. It is the best way to learn. Easing yourself into it will not get you anywhere. Taking your time, it, 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 you, you, you'll be running in circles forever. And I'm not saying that like you have to be obsessive about everything you do. There's certain things that I do that I do for fun. I do for pleasure. And I don't necessarily feel a need to be the best of them. Surfing is a great example. I love surfing. I love surfing. It is one of the very few things that I do not feel competitive about. I'm competitive about everything. I love surfing. I don't care if I'm a better surfer than anybody else. I just want to be out in the water catching those waves. That's it. And I try to get better each time I go out. I try to you know, do better. It's, it's a source of growth and improvement, but it's not for anybody else. It's not because I want to beat somebody. Like when I do martial arts, part of me is like, I want to be the best martial artist out there. I want to win. I want to be in competitions. I want to be in fucking movies. Like I want to be the next Bruce Lee. And it's like, I work really hard at that, right? Um, when I play music, it's like, I want to be a professional musician. I want to actually put my music out there. When I make a podcast, I'm like, I want to genuinely help a lot of people. I want to help as many people as possible. I want to make money off of this. I want to make a name for myself. And I want to create something that is meaningful outside of me. Surfing, not so much. I just love it. I don't feel the need to outdo anybody. It's like the only thing really that I feel that way about. Everything else, very competitive. I don't know why, don't ask me to explain this. But my point being that you can have things that you're not like trying to be the best at, that's fine. But when it comes to a lot of the people that I talk to, they're, they're kind of like down on themselves because they don't feel like they amount to anything and they have these issues with self-esteem and they have these issues they don't feel like they can accomplish things they don't feel like they can achieve things and why well because they they buy into all this stuff about well it's uncomfortable so i shouldn't do it or i get uncomfortable and i know i should do it but i decide not to and that's something that like this is one of those things it's like it's not a hack but it's the it's the honest truth you have to push through this stuff you have to push through burnout. Look at it differently. 
look at it as, like I said, the cycles. It's something that's going to pass. As soon as you win, you're not going to be burned out anymore. I promise you. You're going to want to go right back into the fight. You feel good about yourself because you get that little that little jolt of um, endorphins and testosterone. And you're like, all right, like I, I win. Like that's awesome. Feel good about yourself. All right. And part of that too, when you fail to do these things, you start to, when, you, when you're not overcoming big struggles and adversity, what happens is the little things start to stress you out even more, okay? And so like, look, as, as I said, I had anxiety disorder being in the military. Honestly, when I was in the thick of it, when I was really struggling with like a lot of like dangerous things, like life or death situations, like... I need to be careful or I'm going to, I'm going to get blown up. I'm going to, I'm going to get shot by the person next to me because they're an idiot. Or I'm actually going to accidentally going to shoot somebody else, whatever, whatever it is. There's, there's all this, like this big level stuff that's happening. And you know what? Suddenly the obsessive compulsive disorder doesn't bother me anymore. Suddenly I don't care if my hands are dirty. I'm not freaking out like, oh my God, I'm going to get, you know, some weird infection that's totally illogical. But when I'm sitting around at home and I won't touch the doorknobs in my own house, why does that make any sense? Why am I willing to wade through a swamp and, you know, live in the, in the wilderness with, like, beginning stages of trench foot? And, like, that's fine. I'm not anxious about that. It just sucks. But when I'm, like, home and comfortable, well, now I'm anxious. Now I have social anxiety. Now I'm depressed. Like, wait, I wasn't depressed out there. I wasn't dealing with the same stuff out there. Why? Because you have bigger problems. And when you overcome those bigger problems, guess what? You feel really good about yourself when you're sitting at home, when you're sitting, you're just going to work every day and you're trying to figure out, well, I'm really anxious. I'm really in this position where, you know, I don't want to talk to people. If that's the biggest problem you have, well, the reality is that the fact that that is your biggest problem is actually your biggest problem. You need bigger problems than that. You need something that you can really fight against. Your body is primed to survive, to do this. Your mind may be elevated above that. Your mind may understand that, hey, it's not a survival situation. I don't want to live in that survival state, but you still need friction to push against. You still need to fight. You still need to struggle to some extent. And since we don't have that organically anymore, we have to create it artificially. That's what we have. Like, no, cavemen didn't go to the gym and lift. They didn't go, like, do reps with boulders, whatever. They, they fucking fought each other they, to the death. They killed lions and bears and tigers, whatever, and that was their workout, right? We, we don't have that, and it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's not. However, we have to do things that reconnect us with that part of our, our, our unconscious mind that's saying, I need to struggle, I need to win, I need to do something. When you completely remove all stress it creates more stress. It creates more anxiety. When you try to put yourself in a vacuum and say, I'm going to take care of my mental health by avoiding the things that make me uncomfortable. I'm super, I struggle with social anxiety, so I need to learn to set boundaries. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to go out with my friends this weekend because I am socially anxious. I'm not going to go to that uncomfortable meeting. I'm not going to go take that job in sales where I have to talk to people because I'm anxious. Okay, well, now you have an avoidance pattern. You're avoiding the things that are uncomfortable for you. And that teaches your body, that teaches your mind unconsciously that you are running from something. You're avoiding something, which means it must be scary, which makes it even scarier. Because now you're, every time you avoid it, you reinforce the idea that this is a scary, dangerous thing. So now you're stuck because you are running from something. And that becomes your struggle instead of just facing it. And a lot of times when we face our fears, we realize that it wasn't really that bad. Good example of this, we went, 
we went to the, uh, we went, there's some like tower or something where you jump off of it. It's like a hundred feet tall and you jump off of it and you just like, you just free fall and you have like this rope that like, kind of like when you rock climb, like it's, it slows you down. I am terrified of heights. I hate heights. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I am freaking morbidly afraid of heights. I, it, it, like, I go up on a ladder like three steps and I get dizzy. All right. And it doesn't stop me from doing the things I need to do, but I don't, I don't like it at all. So naturally my friends are like, oh, let's go jump off this tower. Like, fine. And I can't just not do it. If I was alone, I wouldn't have done it. Last time I was there, I didn't do it because I was by myself and I get away with it. This time I was like, well, I'm not going to back down from a challenge. So I go up there and I complained the whole time. Don't get me wrong. But I went and jumped off. I went to the top, actually. It's kind of funny because like everybody up on the top that was doing the safety was younger than me, which freaked me out. They're all a bunch of teenagers. They're all in high school. And it's like, this is their high school job is they <laughs> strap people into this rappel tower and throw them off, <laughs> which is not a bad gig, personally. I, it's probably pretty fun. But this guy, they, they were cool. They were kind of like joking around with me a little bit. And I was like, I was, I was being a little bit dramatic. And so they, they thought it was funny. But I get up there and he's like, dude, don't worry, man. Like, you see where the treetops are? And I'm looking down like 40 feet, like above the treetops. I'm like, yeah. And like, of course, like you're looking at these tall pine trees. And that seems like you look up at tall pine trees. You're not supposed, men are not supposed to look down at pine trees and see like a huge gap between, you know, humans we're just not built for. We're supposed to look up at trees, not down. So I'm looking down at the trees and I'm freaked out because I'm freaking terrified of heights. And he's like, yeah, man, the rope's gonna catch you about the top of the treetops. You'll just free fall till then and it'll start slowing you down. And that freaked me out even more. And I was like, why would you tell me that? I thought it was gonna catch me immediately and like let me down gently. I was fine with that. I'm gonna free fall for 40 feet and then around the treetops, I'll start to ridiculous but of course as soon as i jump it's not that bad it's kind of exhilarating and you get to the ground it's like that took all of three seconds that wasn't that bad right of course the whole ordeal was like 45 minutes to get up there and jump but it's like that whole situation was a little bit over the top but it wasn't that bad and that's how it is with everything once we face the things that we're really struggling with it's hard there's no denying that i'm not suggesting that um, the challenges that we are facing are not real but once we get over them we kind of look back and think oh well but that wasn't that wasn't so bad i can i did it and you feel good about yourself burnout is the same way um the same with like any kind of issue where you feel the need to avoid you feel the need to distract yourself i'm depressed so i'm going to drink i'm anxious so i'm going to take drugs i'm whatever so i'm going to do whatever it's a very toxic pattern to get caught in it's, you, it, nobody's going to save you from it either. You have to be brutally honest with yourself and look at yourself, evaluate your decisions and your motivations. So I'll be totally honest with you. Last week, I did not work as much as I should have. I didn't work as hard as I should have. And I kind of had this conversation with myself last night. I was like, there's no excuses for that. I, I psyched off. I have to be honest with myself about that. And it is what it is. And it's fine. It happens. We're all human. We're all going to make those mistakes, but it's important to be realistic with yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I have to take responsibility for this. Am I really depressed because there's something wrong with me or am I depressed because I know I could be better and I'm not doing it? it am I anxious because the struggles that I face are too small of a level? Because I promise if you are really dealing with something truly traumatic and serious and big, 
those little things are not going to be that big of a deal anymore. You know, like if, if you're, if I'm super stressed out, like again, just obsessive compulsive disorder, um, looking like, you know, if, if I'm in out in public somewhere and I'm stressed out over something, like there's a problem, there's a fight that just happened. I'm not going to care to touch public doorknobs. Like if I run to the bathroom because I have to wash blood off my arms, which has happened before, um, I don't care to touch the bathroom door, right? The handle on it. Like normally I don't touch the bathroom doors, the, the, the doorknob, um, because people don't fucking wash their hands and it's disgusting. And I've, I know this, like, unfortunately, and it's like, I don't want to touch things that other people touch. That's disgusting. It gives me anxiety, but guess what? Like when I was working as a bouncer, there were a lot of like violent situations. And guess what? I suddenly don't care to touch people anymore. Like when people touch me with their sweat, that just freaks me out. Like, I don't like that at all. But when I'm fighting somebody and I'm grappling with them or I'm locked up in a clinch with them, it doesn't bother me that their sweats on me anymore. Cause guess what? I have a bigger problem to face because this person's trying to hurt me. This person's trying to kill me potentially. This person could kill me. If nothing else, they could maim me. I mean, the best case scenario, if I decide to focus on that is that I get my ass beat. So like, it's not a factor anymore. It's overwhelmed. When you sit with those little problems and you say, well, I don't want to do this because I'm stressed out a little bit, but you make yourself do it anyway. You start to overcome those things and those, those smaller problems kind of just dissipate. They're not there anymore. They're not as big of a deal. And I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, and I will say that I'm working on, like I said, I'm working on that one project. I'm working on a couple different things. Um, there's a lot in the pipeline coming down. I'm super excited for the direction of the show. We're going to get back into specifically looking at like um, individual studies and concepts that have certain relevance. I've been combining a lot of things lately, um, mostly because it's, it's hit a point for me where I'm looking at like the, the bigger picture of things. And I'm, I've, I've just gotten away from the, like the details for a little while. We're going to cycle back into that, I promise. Um, so bear with me if it's something you don't like. If it is, awesome. Um, but the show has to grow. The show has to expand. Like I said, we're being heard all around the world. That's awesome. Thank you again, guys, for everybody who supported me through this. Go do the things that you don't want to do. Go take responsibility for your life. I promise you will not regret doing that. It may be deeply uncomfortable in the moment. It should be. But understand that in that moment when you're burned out, when you're depressed because you're overwhelmed, you're anxious because you don't, know, you don't think you can do this, it's something new, it's something scary, you're feeling like an imposter, you have the imposter syndrome, you don't belong here. Perfect. That is the opportunity that you need to improve yourself. And you can start small. If you do not have a habit of taking action and going after it, start small. Don't start by changing careers necessarily. I mean, maybe you can, I don't know. I don't know your situation. but. I always encourage people, the first thing you do with everything, start with your body, 100%. The body will, if you take care of your body, if you go to the gym and you start working out, if you start eating right, if you start developing discipline in terms of your health, that will spiral out so fast because you, it's an immediate return because you feel better about yourself immediately. You have more energy, your, your chemical hormonal balance starts to adjust and align in a healthy way. The way that we eat and we live and treat ourselves is very unnatural. And so because of that, excuse me, um, <clears throat> I hate this chair. Because of that, we, because of the lifestyles that we live, we have a lot of problems 
we have a lot of like uh, of issues where like, you know the, the hormones are out of whack and so we don't feel like a person or we feel super emotional we feel super angry feel super depressed or whatever else it is and it's like when you get the the chemical makeup right and you don't necessarily need drugs to do that and i, I did the episode on pharmaceuticals you guys know how i feel about that it's not necessarily that like you shouldn't take medication ever but there's so much stuff that you can do before that there's so much stuff that you can do just by simple little shifts in your lifestyle and the way that you approach life start with your body start with the things that you know you should be doing but you're not now jordan peterson talks about uh, all the time and i can't overstate how important it is when you gain when you do the little things right you gain momentum you start to feel confident in yourself you 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 gain the sense of uh, the, the, the law of inertia takes over. If you stay still for too long, it becomes harder and harder to move. If you're laying in bed trying to decide, well, am I going to go to the gym tonight? If you're laying in bed, you're probably going to struggle with that. If you say, if you say I'm going to get up and walk around for a few minutes, I'm going to just kind of stretch out and like take a few deep breaths and then decide if you're going to the gym, you're much more likely to go. You're at least less likely to, 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 to stay sitting there because once you're up and moving, it's not that bad. We all know this. The alarm clock goes off. It's fucking hard to get out of bed in the morning. But once you're up and you're moving, like you're, it's fine, right? It's the same thing with, with all of life. Do the hard things that you don't want to do. Be honest with yourself when you don't do those things. Take responsibility for that and keep pushing through. I believe in you guys. Reach out to me if you need any help. If you want to do coaching or anything like that, by all means. Um, I haven't been too active on social media lately apologize for that i just had a lot going on we'll get back into it um if nothing else the show is growing i appreciate your support guys um stay safe and good luck